Got some good stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about how do you deal with a challenging employee. And even if you're not the boss, how do you deal with people who you work with who are challenging to work with? We're going to cover that today. Before we get into, into any of that, though, I want to talk about some things that are developing for the business. Uh, if you didn't check out part one of our conversation with Carrie Lingenfelter, you need to listen to it. It's an awesome episode. We talk a lot about our marriages and managing people, and he is someone who I have tremendous respect for. you got to check out that episode. Also, we got part two of that coming later this week. You're going to want to listen to it. Uh, separate from that, related to the business, uh, sometimes I, I have a lot of different things that people can purchase from me. And I want to park here just for a second and talk a little bit about what's been developing product-wise for the business. So if you're not familiar, when I, back when I worked at my previous company, we would sell uh, these programs to people that were like 10 grand, 15 grand, sometimes as high as like 20 or 30 grand. Uh, even like 40 grand. And so you're selling like these massive contracts to these really large companies. Well, whenever I moved to working with small business owners, I decided that I would sell uh, what I do for somewhere between five to $8,000 in revenue. Well, as you can imagine, it takes tremendous trust to convince someone to invest that kind of money into you. And so just as I had before with my previous company, the selling cycle has been fairly lengthy for uh, me and Good Advice currently. Now, separate to uh, that main product that I've been working on, I've also been beta testing a couple of other things to see uh, just what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much practicing what I preach. You know, I'm, I'm trying to validate the market and say, okay, how does this work? Okay, how does this work? Okay, I'm going to try this now. Okay, let's see what, and I'm just going across a few different options and ideas to see what will be something that really sticks well and also scales really well uh, as well. And so that's what caused me to roll out my management program, which if you're not familiar with that program, it is a four-week program. It's 897. It is a phenomenal program. It literally will teach you how to manage people and turn the average everyday employee into the total rock star employee. It'll also teach you how to hire really well, how to have tough conversations, and how to really get your culture where you want it so that you can go on and develop a really phenomenal company. Separate from that, a few weeks ago, I was talking with a guy who runs a local cleaning business. He was telling me about this idea, and I mentioned this on the podcast a couple episodes ago, of this subscription model. And I thought, that would never work. That I don't know about that. Well, the more I've thought about it, I even had a friend of mine who's also an entrepreneur who reached out to me and said, dude, you got to do this. This is a great idea. I love this idea. And I started thinking about it more and more. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's try this and let's see what kind of interest there is for it. So for the people who can't necessarily do the five to $8,000 investment, but, but you are appreciating my content. And more importantly, you are wanting to get a more direct connection to me. You're wanting to get more uh, direct access to getting help for your business, for getting uh, maybe a better look at management in general, but especially just the strategy of your business. Well, I have an opportunity for you. I was actually, here's what, as I'm thinking this through, uh, I was actually telling someone about all the different communities that I've built in the last nine months 
uh, or eight months actually. And so I have this meetup group on meetup.com. It's for entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, and startups. And that's around 250 people now. And I just, it's somehow it's just grown to this thing. Now from that group, I created a separate group uh, that has 40 people in that. And then I created this, this management group on Facebook, a free group on Facebook for people who, who want to focus on management. And that's grown to, I think like 65 people are in that group. And then I got the newsletter that has like 100 people on that. And then I have the podcast, which I, I, we just changed our podcast host, so I lost some of my data. So I need to go back and look and see. But I think we're around somewhere like 3,000 downloads in the last eight months, which not too bad, right? Not too shabby, right? <laughs> so uh, we will, in looking at all of those things, I was, I was thinking through, okay, we have, you know, something like, oh, and that's not even to mention like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and just people who know me in general. And so I was thinking about, okay, out of all of these things, I've really built these connections that, you know, we have something like, I don't know, maybe 800, 900, maybe a thousand people who are following good advice content, which they're not a thousand raving fans, but what percent are raving fans, right? So here's what I've done. If you're trying to take your business to the next level, but you're thinking, you know what? I don't know what kind of investment I'm really wanting to make. I want you to, I want to invite you to what I'm calling the insider access to good advice. It's good advice for growing businesses is what I'm calling this group. It is a subscription-based group where you only pay for the time you want to spend in it. And so if you want to spend a month in it, if you want to spend two months in it, if you get into it and you're like, you know what, this is really awesome, but I'm, I'm heading into maybe an off-season for my business, there's a really easy way to navigate it. And so what the group is, it's $97 a month, or if you pay for a year, you get two years off just thrown in for that. And that, that $97 a month gets you into the group where you can work directly with me and get help for your business. We also have a $197 tier as well as a $297 tier, which actually gets you on a coaching call every week with me. Uh, it's going to be a pretty cool thing. I think I've made some phone calls, asked some people, hey, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea? Do you like this? Is this something you'd want to buy? And of course, as I've railed against startups in the past, if you're really going to validate your offer, it's not just people who say, yes, I'm going to buy it. You have to actually get people to buy it. That's what confirms this is what people actually like and enjoy. So uh, we are launching that today. I'd love for you to join, jump in, check it out. Uh, shoot me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com, or you can look yourself, www.goodadvicecoaching.com slash insider-access. So the extension there is insider-access. So check that out, see what you think, and definitely reach out to me if you have more questions. Now, moving on to that from that, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the great content that uh, you get here on the podcast, you get through the newsletter, uh, you get in all sorts of different places, LinkedIn, what have you. Today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about what do you do when you have a really challenging employee? And I, I run into this every now and then with different business owners, but especially business owners who they're thinking, uh, really the way they frame it is how do I hold my employees accountable? You know, what are the ways that I can get them to perform better than they're doing previously? And my answer has always been the same. In fact, 
let me take you back to, there was a company I was working with about maybe about 18 months ago. And I was noticing this trend of, and it wasn't just boss to employee. It was, it was actually more between employees. It was like tension between employees. And it was, oh, this employee doesn't like working with that employee or, or, if they do, there's drama there or there's, you know, it's, it's, Ooh, I don't know about that. In fact, it actually reminds me of a company that I, I think it was like maybe two or three years ago where this guy was saying that him and this coworker, they don't even talk anymore because they just can't get along in the office. And I was like, geez, well, how many employees do you have? And he was like, we have five employees. And I was like, wow, out of five employees, two of them aren't even talking to each other. Like what? that doesn't work. You know, that's not a business that's going to grow and scale. Well, going back to this company I worked with about 18 months ago, it was a similar deal. Now, no one had gotten to the point where, you know, they just weren't talking anymore, but it was a sort of tense environment, this sort of high stress environment. And maybe that's even unfair to say that it's, it's more of like, we just, we just know there's issues in working with this person or between these two people. Now, as you can guess, this makes your business very slow. And I've talked in the past about how for your business to actually grow, you don't need a five-year plan. You need like a 12-month plan. In fact, you need like a three-month and a six-month plan because business today, it's innovating so quickly that if you are not matching that pace, you're going to get left behind. One of the biggest things that slows down businesses is the office drama the office conflict and not even between you know two employees even like the boss who knows i have an employee who just doesn't who just doesn't do a good job and rather than deal with that what i often see are bosses who they wait entirely too long to see that behavior change so let's let's categorize all of this into how do you get people to perform better at their jobs? How do you let someone know that they're not, you know, uh, pulling their weight, that they're not making it happen? There's a very simple answer. You talk to them. And already that sounds like kind of like a duh, like, yeah, I know I talked to him, but, but here's all I know. And maybe, you, maybe if you're listening, you're like, yeah, I do that all the time. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a rarity, but what I have seen for the most part is that in 90% of businesses, when someone is underperforming, people will talk about that person to everyone else, but that person. Here's the best example of this. You ever heard of something called annual reviews? I think annual reviews are the biggest waste of time for a business because here's why. The fact that you would actually wait one year. I mean, let's say your annual review is in January and then February 1st, an employee uh, starts, maybe they develop a new behavior or a new habit that is counterintuitive to the business or, or they show something, maybe a, a, a flash of immaturity that you're thinking, okay, ooh, I don't like that. What happens in big business is someone in HR, or it'll, either that or, or a complaint will go to HR, but someone in HR will make a note of it, they'll put it in the file, and that file is it's lost forever until the next January where the manager brings it out and they say, hey, let's talk about this last year for you. And it kind of feels like calling on past debts, 
And maybe you've even been in that situation where, you know, you're sitting in this annual review and you're kind of wondering, like, what are they going to mention? And I've even been in that situation where someone mentioned something I did. Uh, actually, I had two things mentioned. One of them, I tried and tried and could not remember what my boss was talking about. And they had written out a paragraph of this sort of the circumstances. And I said, man, I, I'm really sorry that I missed the mark there, but I just don't even remember that. And the second thing is, yeah, I, d I do remember that, but that's so insignificant. It's like, it's like you're pulling out a rap sheet on me. It's like these, it's kind of awkward that you're mentioning these things now, right? And it, it kind of makes me laugh too because you have owners and, and bosses and managers who it's like I can't just give them a glowing review. I have to give them something to work on for the next year. And it just feels very fabricated. It feels very forced. And so if you're doing one-year reviews, Here's what you need to challenge yourself to do. I want to challenge you either every week or every other week to sit down with your employees and tell them how good or not good of a job they're doing. And here's actually what this can lead to. Now, people, there's a few reasons why people don't do this. First of all, it's very awkward to tell somebody when they suck or when they're missing the mark. You know, it's very awkward because sometimes it feels like you are micromanaging someone or you are, you know, coming against them or really, you know, laying it on heavy on them. And so what happens is you have owners who they delay the conversation or maybe even worse, they never have the conversation, but they vent about it to other people. And now everyone in the office knows the deal of that person, but no one's ever talked to that person about it. Right. And here's what's so funny about this is I mentioned the company I was talking to where this was kind of going on. And so I said, you know what? I have two hours with this team. Here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about candidness and telling people exactly what they need to hear. Now, you can frame it with tactfulness. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to be a weirdo. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have to be creepy about it. But we're going to talk about what does it look like to be very direct and intentional with people who are missing the mark. And I have to be honest, I was actually pretty disappointed after this, this two-hour meeting was said and done. The reason I was disappointed was because I saw this as a problem. But as I was talking about it to the team, they were like, yeah, duh, totally. Oh, yeah, this is easy. Sure. And I was kind of like, wow, like I'm, I mean, on one hand, I'm, I'm glad they're agreeing rather than disagreeing, but maybe I've missed the mark. Maybe, I mean, it sounds like they're pretty good at this. Well, the very next day I had a coaching with one of those people on the team. So we're getting coffee and she, or maybe it was the day after. And she says, hey, I'm having a problem with so-and-so and, you know, yada, yada. And she's, she's kind of venting about this. And I say, well, did you tell her? Well, no, I didn't. No, I didn't tell her. I mean, that'd be awkward, you know. And she starts venting some more, and I go, well, so are you going to tell her that? Well, no, I'm not going to. You know, and it, it finally got to the point where she was laughing, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I am not a candid person, or I, I'm not good at conflict and having these co confrontational conversations. And I was laughing because I think at one point I even said, you're looking for every other option than just going straight to this person and telling them what, what you think. And really, when, I, when I work with the, I've worked with this company for a long time, when they talk about how positive their culture is, 
one of the things they mention is that ability to now be confrontational and be be direct and be assertive on, hey, this is what I think. See, in your business, every time you delay having that conversation, you are keeping your business from having the impact it can have. And what would be wild is if you can build a culture where this actually happens, it prevents you as the boss from having to do it yourself. Now, if you're in a company and you're not the boss, but you want to have these kinds of conversations, but you found yourself frustrated because people have not been receptive, chances are it's one of two things. It's either your delivery, so you're abrasive, and you know it's like uh, <laughs> the person who thinks that they're just, they're just being honest, but it's like, no, you're a jerk. You know, it's like, hey, I'm just being honest. No, you're a jerk, really. But also, on the other hand, you have to have a, a company culture that your, your boss has stewarded this kind of environment where that is appreciated. And so it could be that you're in an environment where the boss just is not, isn't promoting, hey, we tell people what we think here. We hold people accountable here, right? In fact, I was having uh, lunch with somebody today and he runs a window cleaning business and he was talking about some people who've been underperforming in the past and he was talking about his onboarding process for new employees and he was talking about how he has this really good feeling about this new employee because it's this employee's first week on the job and he, the boss, has been working alongside him and pointing out, hey, you're doing this wrong. Hey, you're missing it here. Hey, you're... And he was like, you know, I feel like I'm being kind of hard on him, but he seems really receptive to it. And I'm like, I'm listening and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's a genius. He's, it, this has totally clicked for him. He's totally right. This, it does feel like you're being hard on someone, but ironically, you want to hire people who are hungry for growth anyway. And if they can't be receptive to honest growth, they probably aren't very good hires, right? And so you want to hire people who can take criticism, they can take feedback, and they they, it's like uh, drinking, it's like drinking up a fire hose. I mean, it, they drink it up, right? I mean, they, it's like, yeah, I want to, because here's what I found is that most people actually are, uh, they want to know how they're missing the mark. They want to know how they missed it, how they blew it. It's the people who, you know, you read, especially when you do like peer surveys, like if you're doing like your annual review, sometimes companies will have like your peers write about you or even like in a 360, how many times have you read a comment from something like that and thought, man, I wish they would have just told me, you know, I wish they would have just told me instead of just like writing it here awkwardly. So it kind of all falls back on this whole concept of hire slow, but fire fast, which people I've noticed people often agree with that statement, but I found very few people actually execute with that kind of mentality. Most people hire entirely too fast can you do the job? Yep. Okay, great. You're on board. Or they don't even know what questions to ask. And then they fire way too slow. It's like I was talking to someone today who said, yeah, I have these two employees who are really underperforming. And, you know, I've kind of just known that they're underperforming. And I said, well, how long are you going to let them be underperforming? And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because that's a lot what we do as business owners is we say, well, I want to be empathetic and I want to be understanding and I want to give them time. But Frankly, a lot of people, they show their hand when they, <laughs> right when you get to know them, they show their hand. And if they're not working with you for the, from the get-go, chances are they're not going to be a great fit in the long term. So be direct with your people. Don't wait on a year or a six-month. In fact, the, in fact, the window cleaning guy I was mentioning, 
he said he used to do 30 day, uh, 30 day and 90 day, uh, evaluations of his employees and, and, and all of this stuff, it's like, there's an HR book somewhere out there that says to do these things. And I'm not like, they're fine when your, your company is a massive corporation and you need these, these mechanisms in place to make sure that these things happen. But like for a small business, what was so funny was as we were talking, he goes, you know, really the 90 day review is pointless. And you know what? I think even the 30 day review is pointless. Because I think it was clicking for him that, you know, if I, if I am a direct with them from the get go, it's, it's, <laughs> you work out so many of, of the kinks right off the bat. And so that clicked for him. And I thought, man, that's such a great concept. I want to make sure I share that with my listeners today. But wherever you are in your business, and, and, you know, again, whether you're an entrepreneur, you've been running a business for a while, be direct with people. And as you're listening, you're probably thinking like, yes, okay, I can do that. But then I want to challenge you to actually go forward and actually do that. And a, a saying that I always appreciated when I was younger, it might help you today. It goes, correction is not rejection. And it, I think that's valuable advice when you're giving feedback to someone and when you're also receiving it. You know, when someone gives you feedback, like I think the person who probably wounds me the most when I get feedback is my wife, Joy, when she says, hey, you're not cutting it as a husband, you know? Hey, ooh, it's not really working here. That's tough feedback, but I have to remember, okay, she's, she's letting me know how to love her better or how to be a better husband. So correction is not rejection of me. And the same thing for you, as you're giving someone feedback, you're helping that person grow. You're not rejecting them, but probably a greater disservice you can do to someone would be to never tell them. And I want to close with this quick story. There was a man who was a CEO of a company and he was talking about his philosophy of management. And he was saying one of the, the biggest frustrations he ever saw there was an employee who got to be a senior level role. And whenever the CEO took over the CEO position, it's when he first started to engage with this guy who was like a senior vice president. And this guy was totally out of control. I mean, not a good employee, total, uh, had a real anger problem, really emotionally immature, et cetera. And the CEO starts to mentor this guy and he's, he's real stubborn and real tough to actually manage. And long story short, this employee actually ends up getting let go. And so the employee's boss comes in and talks to the CEO and says, you know, man, I really must have blown it by not, not developing this person like I should have. And the CEO says, yeah, you know you did, but you know who really blew it? The first manager that person ever had who saw that problem and that immaturity in them and said nothing. You know, chances are when you run into someone you work with and they have these flaws or these things that are, are really they're, they're debilitating to their professional career, you owe it to them to tell them. Because if you don't, as they move on to greater influence, that problem, it's only going to grow. And frankly, it could lead to the end of their career in whatever industry that they're in. Just like you would want someone to tell you 
Tell your people when they're missing the mark. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate your support. Always love the texts, emails, whatever uh, that people send on to me when they like the, ep- the episodes. Uh, please email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com if you have some feedback on the episode or you just want to share your thoughts. Uh, you can also get involved in our Facebook group. You can get involved on my newsletter. And especially if you've enjoyed this content and you want to get some more good advice for your business, I want to invite you to join our insider access group, goodadvicecoaching.com backslash insider dash access. That's insider dash access to get plugged into that. Great episode coming up later in this week. I think you're going to enjoy part two with Carrie Lingenfelter. Having said all that, have a great week and I'll see you later.